Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 55 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Jessica, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Jessica Ranow earned a Bachelor of Science in Industrial Engineering from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and is District Operations Manager at Amerisource Bergen, which is a pharmaceutical company. She is heavily involved with the Society of Women Engineers and is a past president. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Yes. So uh, I work currently work for a really cool company called Amerisource Bergen, and we're a pharmaceutical wholesalers. So we get pharmaceutical drugs from manufacturers to pharmacies like Walgreens and hospitals and um, anywhere around in the U.S. Um, we're the major company that makes that happen. So Jessica, so you've got an industrial engineering degree, but yet you're working for a pharmaceutical company. How do those two work together? Yeah, it's my career has actually been really interesting with that. So when I was in college in industrial engineering, I thought I was going to go around consulting, uh, working with automotive manufacturing companies. I interned for an automotive engine manufacturer. And that's what I, you know, when I saw engineers, motors is one of those things I knew they all did. Uh, my career has had very little to do with that. Um even when right out of college, I consulted and did some work with um, an oil and gas company merger with when BP and Amoco merged. Um, and then I ended up working in office furniture. Um, and I've also worked in retail. I've worked for several retailers, um, limited brands, which is Victoria's Secret, Bath and Body Works, JCPenney. I've done consulting for American Eagle and Amazon. And they're all industries you wouldn't think of engineers necessarily working for. But industrial engineering is about process improvement and making work easier for people to do or making things more productive so they can be lower cost or we can produce them faster. And really every industry from banking to pharmaceuticals needs that. Uh, so I've been able to find my niche in the distribution side, which is getting things from wherever they're manufactured to the stores or the end customers if they're going directly to the customer. And it's been a great area because there's so many things that end up at your doorstep or end up at a store. Um, and it's just a whole world that is working in as an industrial engineer. I never even thought I could do when I was you know, 19 deciding to study industrial engineering. So Jessica, in, in the industrial engineering space and in distribution, what are some problems or do you have an example of a problem that you had to go off and solve and how that helped the industry that you're working for, or the company that you're working for? One of the big things I've done is actually build those facilities that things go through. So, um, you know, you think of, you know, 20 years ago, we ordered some things, you know, through catalog, but a lot of things we had to actually go to the store to get. But now so much of what you get, you go on Amazon or any other online retailer and it shows up at your door. So to be able to have, you know, say a million packages a day go out of a building, that requires a lot of engineering work. You know, you have to have a lot of automation, you know, conveyors, sorting machines, um, you want to have the work get divided up in the easiest way so it can get packaged and get sent to your house accurately. I'm sure we've all had the wrong thing shown up at our house before and you're pretty disappointed. So as an industrial engineer, what I've done is taken, you know, the design, like what we need to be able to do, like say we need to be able to ship a million packages in a day and figure out, you know, with the size, size of the product and what it is, how to design that building that it can handle that. 
and then uh, work with vendors to procure the equipment, work with architects and structural engineers to make the building, uh, work with the company to come up with how much money it's going to cost to build that building, and then project manage it through construction. Uh, which has been a really fun thing to do to see like a big field or a big empty building come to being able to do, you know, ship out uh, tons of packages a day. Jessica, how did you decide back when you were 19 that that you wanted to head down into the industrial engineering route versus, let's say, mechanical or uh, any of the other STEM professions? Uh, So I decided to be an engineer when I was in high school. Uh, I actually thought I was going to become lots of things. I wanted to be an astronaut, a lawyer, um, accountant. And when I was on the accounting path, I went to business camp and found out a lot of the CEOs that were there that were coming and talking to us were engineers. So I didn't really know what engineering was. I looked it up, looked at all the different types of majors. And industrial engineering engineering to me was just looked really interesting because it looked kind of like a technical business, so like a problem-solving business. Um, it offered the opportunity to consult, to try to figure out, you know, the best way to run things. And that just seemed really attractive to me. So that's what I went to college intending to major in. And uh, as I took the classes throughout my major, especially the ones that really were industrial engineering classes versus like, say, math or physics that all engineers take, uh, those industrial engineering classes just really appealed to me. And that's why I ended up also graduating with what I went to school with. I know a lot of people go to school thinking they're going to be one kind of engineer and switch. Um, but I was kind of the odd ones that stuck through the same major the whole time. With industrial engineering, is there also the, I'll say the, the analytics or the, um, the industrial analytics versus building distribution centers, that, which I think is a traditional industrial engineering? Is that aspect also available? Oh, definitely. There's so many different areas you can, you know, focus in. And even when you're constructing a building, there is a lot of analytics in there because you need to figure out the capacities, which is, you know, if you're going to go through a bunch of data to figure out what you need as your capacities, it's a lot of data mining, um, which is not necessarily my expertise. You know, there's someone in our group that he does a lot of network design. He has a PhD in industrial engineering, actually. And he looks at um, you know, this much data and he can actually simulate how, you know, using those, what data we have to simulate how products would flow through our building and what our capacities would be with some real time constraints, because that's one thing that's a challenge is you can design things for a perfect world, but nothing's ever perfect. So you have to account for delays or, you know, some people not showing up for work that day or, you know, whatever it might be, you have to figure out um, how those challenges would affect it so you can right size the building. Similar to doing anything in our network, you know, anytime we want to make a change in the buildings or we want to, um, one project I'm working on is having product come into uh, three of our 26 buildings and then get distributed out to a smaller group of them. And so we have to look at the money, the cost versus, you know, the transportation going to 26 buildings versus going to the three, then shipping out. So there's a lot of different ways you can um, incorporate that, you know, uh, big data, as you would say, or data analytics. All right. Thanks for that overview, Jessica. And so have you been with Amerisource Bergen for a number of years, or have you had multiple careers along your way, along the way here? Yeah, so I've worked for Amerisource Bergen for four years. Actually, I think to the day we're recording this uh, is my four-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I've had the opportunity to work for several companies, 
um, both through my own choice and some of them being through uh, the economy. So working in retail, especially about 10 years ago, the economy took a big dip and you know, people weren't going out in stores and buying things. So I was laid off. Uh, but one of the good things about having an engineering degree and having an industrial engineering degree, it applies to a lot of different industries. So I was actually able to find um, another job within three months, you know, and there's been other times I've been at companies and I've seen, I worked for an internet startup and uh, when we got sold, I didn't necessarily go with the sale. Um, so I was also able to quickly find another position. So that's one of the good things that um, I have friends that have worked for the same company their whole career. And then there's other of us that are really happy. We have that background that can apply to a lot of different industries and is a transferable skill from company to company. Because, you know, there's one thing you can somewhat plan your career, but at other, you know, you can't decide what's going to happen with the economy. Yeah, Jessica, you never know what's going to happen. But the nicest thing, like you said, about STEM careers is they can be very flexible. And there's usually opportunities that exist out there, even in the downturns of the economy. Yeah. And so let's take a let's think about juniors and seniors in high school. They're thinking about, hey, I might want to go for engineering. I may want to go to industrial engineering. It sounds interesting. What would a typical workday look like for them out in the real world? So I always say it's hard for me to answer this because I don't really have a typical workday. Um, I sometimes work from home, like I'm doing today, um, you know, catching up on emails or doing some analytics, um, planning some meetings or doing conference calls. There's other days when I'm out watching processes or installing new equipment. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be traveling to one of our other facilities um, and watching them do this new process that we're doing. It's really, that's one of the things I actually like about my job is it's not the same thing every day. If I did the same thing every day, I would go crazy. Uh, I really like the flexibility and the ability that uh, I can do different things. I've also been able to travel a lot of different places. Uh, I will say distribution centers are not always in the most exciting of places, but you know they're definitely not like downtown in a major city. But we do get to. Um, I've been able to experience a lot of different things and you know meet with people and associates from around the country through my job. And actually, lately, I've also through my job at Amerisource Bergen, I've been going to Austria quite a bit because one of our vendors are there, and I've been working with them and been able to go visit them over there. Yeah, so it's. Sounds like a little bit of flexibility. Everything's different, seems like, every day. Some traveling, so sounds interesting. Yeah. So, Jessica, we're going to change gears here a bit. Could you take us to a moment in time of an incredible aha moment you've had at work or your personal life and tell us a story and how you turn that aha moment into success? I've been involved with the Society of Women Engineers since I was a college student, and I actually joined before I even set foot on campus my freshman year because they sent me a letter talking about a mentoring program they had, and I thought, hey, that sounds like a good idea. And so I signed up for it, and I had a great mentor that uh, showed me where to how to buy my books and where to go to classes, um, and then I started off my year. And about halfway through my freshman year of college, uh, when in calculus, calculus was really hard for me, which was something I didn't expect. In high school, I was a straight A student. Uh, math came easy to me. I even took calculus in high school and it was easy. And I just was not clicking with how I was learning it in college. And I thought I was going to have to drop out of engineering. I had backup plan. I thought I was going to be a gym teacher. I have no idea why I thought gym teacher was my backup plan, but I remember calling my mom saying that's what I was going to switch to, I guess, because I was a lifeguard. I don't know. And, <laughs> and mom said, go for it. Become my mom a gym was a teacher. teacher. My mom 
my whole family is teachers. My mom, my sister, my grandmas. I it's kind of so I guess that was why I thought teaching and lifeguarding together, gym teacher. Um but I went to a SWE meeting and my mentor, along with some of the other upperclassmen, were telling me, you know, getting a C in calculus is not the end of the world. You're in college now. Things are a little different. You know, you're in a very high level math class and, you know, having a 3.0 in engineering is not the end of the world. That's completely normal. And it really took those upperclassmen to tell me that for me to realize that, um, you know, that it was okay. And thankfully to them, I stuck with engineering. If I didn't have that support network, I probably, who knows what I would have been. I don't know if it would have been gym teacher or what it would have ended up being, but I can tell you it wouldn't be engineering because, uh, I really, if I didn't have that support network of people encouraging me, and then, you know, as I went through college, they were the ones that are like, take this professor instead of that professor. And then by the time I was a senior, I was able to offer that same advice back. And, uh, you know, this I've, I'm still a member of the Society of Women Engineers that, you know, just a year ago finished up being the president of the entire society. Uh, but, you know, those that network was really important. And I encourage anyone in high school when you go to college to find a network, no matter what, you know, what you end up majoring in. There's going to be some kind of group out there that's going to be able to help you navigate your way through your major. So you you got the mentorship through SWE in, in college and that's Society of Women Engineers. Now, are male engineers also able to join SWE, or is that limited to to just women? No, we have several male members. Um, it's similar to we're partners with several other diversity organizations, like the National Society of Black Engineers or Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. All of us underrepresented minority groups in the engineering field. We know we need allies, and you can't do it alone. You know, you can't if you're the odd one out. Um, you can't just keep being your own group of you know on your own. So we definitely encourage men to become members of SWE and support the effort to have a more diverse workforce. Uh, SWE also offers a lot of great opportunities, you know, that we've seen men like to take advantage of. We offer some great professional development, uh, great career fairs at our conference. Uh, and employers really respect men that attend those conferences because they know that they're out there, you know, supporting women and wanting to advance diversity in the field. Thanks for that, Jessica. So yeah, STEM Nation out there, get the mentorship in in college. If, if Even if you don't need help right now, you never know when you're going to need that help and the mentor can provide that guidance for you. And Jessica, as we transition to the next question, which should be kind of related, is as you're heading off to college, what are some things that you wish when you were starting that you think would help STEMers launch into college successfully? Yeah. I mean, that's really for me, finding that mentorship and finding where you belong. I think it's a hard transition for most everyone that goes off to college because it's just something different. Uh, taking classes on a college level is different. If you've never lived away from home, you know, depending how far away you go, that can be a challenge. So finding a support group uh, is really important. Also, you know, don't be afraid to immerse yourself in things right away. Uh, I joined SWE right away. I also got involved in some other engineering organizations, which led to some pretty cool opportunities. Because I was involved in SWE, I, you know, increased my leadership in the organization and ended up being president my senior year of college. I also was able to attend a leadership program called Leadership. Uh, which was an amazing experience. And then I actually helped start that organization on campus. And the reason I was selected to attend that was because I was already involved in SWE my freshman year. 
So I think it's really, you know, when you get yourself involved in things early, it's going to help you throughout your career and provide or throughout your college experience. STEM Nation, take the advice from Jessica, get that mentorship going, go find a mentor, then become a mentor, you know, your junior, senior in college, get involved, start getting involved right away your freshman year. And you'll have a much more successful, a much better college life. You know, and I could even see it. I also was in a sorority. And that's one of those things that I, you know, if you don't join right away, I think, you know, within your first year or two would be really not something you would even have as an option if you get older. So, uh, you know, experiencing those things when you can, you know, it's only four or five years that you're an undergrad. So take advantage of it while you can. So Jessica, we're going to take a quick pause and thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You can head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost and you keep the audiobook. And Jessica, are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I had a manager that on my first review, when I was a you know new grad, that wrote on my review, everything doesn't have to be perfect. And throughout my career, I've understood more and more what he meant by that, where I would spend way too much time worrying about making sure everything was 100% perfect instead of realizing just finishing it up at 99.8% was okay sometimes. Um, And I keep thinking back to that a lot of times when I'm struggling with things, that things don't always have to be perfect. And what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? One thing I like to do is... I like to hike a lot or go on walks. And to me, that's the one time I don't have my phone. I don't have my computer. I can let my head clear and just be there. And you need sometimes need some time away from so much stimulus of, you know, TV, Internet, everything. Um, So I encourage people to find their way to get away, even if it's, you know, for half an hour a day. And speaking of stimulus, what is your favorite internet resource or phone app? Unfortunately, it's probably email. Uh, Well, it's probably a tie between email and Facebook. I love how you can connect with people throughout, you know, that I've known for 25, 30 years through Facebook. What is one book you would recommend and why? I'd recommend Wonder. I just read that book uh, when I was on vacation a month ago. And it's just such a heartwarming story. Uh, It's a fast read. And just the story of the resilience of Augie and that book is great. All right, Jessica. And as we wrap up here, can you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we will say goodbye. I just want to encourage students to, you know, try engineering or try whatever STEM field you're interested in. Don't let others discourage you saying that uh, for some reason you can't do that. Like it costs too much to get the degree or that's not an area, you know, traditionally women go into or an area men traditionally don't go into. Just, you know, cast those things aside. And if it's something you truly want to do, try it. And I'm sure you'll be able to succeed because, you know, if you want to do engineering, there is a place for you in it. I hope you enjoyed our chat today with Jessica. Head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And please share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.